I'm aluminum linoleum. I'm aluminum linoleum. Aluminum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All, All right, right. We got some. Right. Greetings. greetings. Nope. Just, oh, just this one. Sing, singular. Just one. We want to inspire you to take your mm. first steps into our life-giving local church and discover the community and support you've been searching for. Come join us for one of our services at Mayo High School at either 9.15 or 10.15 a.m. on Sundays. We can't wait to meet you and welcome you to our family at Echo Church. I love the dramatic pauses. Mm. Our hope is that Echo will become your place where you feel a true sense of belonging, your people, where you find friendships and support, and your purpose, where you discover and fulfill your unique calling. We yeah. believe that that's what we're all searching for, and we're excited to share it with you. There were only two periods in that whole thing you just said there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As always, check out the Echo Old Weekly Weekly. Email for how to sign up, or to find out more information about what on earth is going on. Yeah. Your ongoing generosity is deeply appreciated. We believe that giving extends beyond finances. It is an act of worship and a transformative force for change. As we conclude today's service, we ask you to pause and seek God's guidance on how your giving can make a meaningful impact. Will you join us in this journey of faith and generosity? That's a question for you. Oh, gosh, I, <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. You can donate by heading to our website or simply Venmo us at We Are The Echo Church. Enjoy, Enjoy the rest of Echo, Echo Online. Father, we are not ashamed of you, Jesus. We want to stand before you at the end of time and say that we do not denounce you, Father. We're just going to speak the name of Jesus into the darkness. Come on, sing this with me. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I see I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Come on. Till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. I'm 
here at Echo Church, and we are going to do some child dedication at this moment. So if families, if you have a child being dedicated, you can start coming up on the stage and you're going to line up. Pastor Sam's going to help you here. And as they are coming up, we just want to honor the mamas in this place. Can we cheer for our moms and our grandmas? The women who mentor us, encourage us, speak life to us. And also, I just want to take this moment for the women in this room who are in the waiting season. And I just want to say we see you. We're praying for you today, right now, and just praying for this season to have purpose, praying for your hearts. God sees you in this moment. Amen? Amen. All right. So child dedication here at Echo is one of our favorite things. We love doing this on Mother's Day. For those of you that don't know, we just want to give some explanation to what child dedication is. We got a party up here. Look at this party. Looks great. All right, so child dedication. If you're wondering what it is, a great book to look in the Bible is Luke 2. And this is when Mary and jo Joseph dedicate Jesus back to God. And what they do in this excerpt in Luke 2 is that they present Jesus back to him. They have Jesus and they say, God, we are stewards of our children. The second thing that they do that's very profound is they praise God and say, thank you. And child dedication is an opportunity for us to pause and say thank you to God. Third is they speak into his purpose. Today is about us speaking into these children's purpose, their plan, and lastly is that we are asking God to bless these children as we go down and we pray for every single child up here on stage. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, you're ready. You're ready. You can't wait. I can tell. Uh, so a little bit more just biblical context that we have here. In Psalm 127.1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. So we can build our children up with affirmations. We can build them up with responsibility and discipline. But if we are not creating a foundation of faith in Jesus, it's all in vain. Verses three and four go on to say, children are a heritage from the Lord. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. This inheritance that you see on the stage, this beautiful inheritance is from the Lord. And when we remember that, when we recognize that, when we can cultivate the culture of God's inheritance in our church, we are creating legacies for years and years to come. And I love that visual of our children being arrows. You know, an arrow has a purpose. An arrow has a specific destination. Um, an arrow is powerful. But even more than that, it's the arrow in the hands of a warrior, in the hands of someone who is trained to know how to use it. Because the arrow in the wrong hands can cause a lot of damage. And so that's up to us. That's up to us as the families that surround these children, as God's church, as God's people, to surround uh, our children with, with knowledge and wisdom of the Bible, to really know our children, to raise them up to be who God created them to be. And Echo is committed to remember this when it comes to our families. We are committed to remember that our children are not our own. They are a gift from God. 
Therefore, we understand that we are called to cultivate and care for our children. Biblically, we see examples that we are called to give God our children and that in return, we believe that God will give them back to us. Child dedication is actually inspired by a story in 1 Samuel. Hannah was barren, unable to have children, and God answered her prayer. She promised God, she said, if you give me a child, I will give him to you for your service. She cried out to him. And this action, this story is what ultimately led Mary and Joseph to dedicating Jesus at the temple when he was born. So today at Echo, we are going to do our best to follow that biblical example and dedicate our children to God. So at this time, parents, we're going to say some statements and you're just going to simply respond with, I do, okay? So the first one is, do you recognize that your child is a gift from God and give thanks for the blessing in your life for his gift? Do you dedicate your child to God who gave you your child? Do you pledge as Christ followers that you will raise your children up in a Christian home looking to Jesus for direction, wisdom, compassion, and guidance? Do you promise to give your child every possible benefit of home, school, and church? Do you promise to pray for your child on a regular basis, leaning on him, God, to bless your child? And last, do you ask God's bless do you ask God's blessing for you to guide, direct, and guard and lead your child for all of the days? By agreeing with these promises, you are agreeing with God that your child is a child of God. Awesome. So next we're going to take a moment and we're just going to pray over each family. So we love names here at Echo um, and we think that our names can truly hold power. So first I'm just going to start by stating each child's name and then what that name means. And then Christy and I will just pray over them and you're welcome to just join us in prayer. If you'd like to reach a handout or um, anything like that, you are, you are welcome just to help speak identity into them and just truly lift them up as a church body. So over here, we have the beautiful Torkelson family. We have Navy Louise. Okay, her name means peace, discovery, and renowned warrior. Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful gift. God, we know that her life will bring peace to so many, that she will carry your just never-ending, never-changing peace everywhere she goes, that her life will be a true light for you, that she will be a quiet warrior for you that simply changes the room with her tender heart, with her heart for you and all that you have for her. We thank you so much for Miss Navy. Amen. All right, and next we have Eloise Kathleen. And Eloise Kathleen means healthy, warrior, and pure. And we're gonna pray over her right now. God, we just lift up Eloise to you right now, God. And I just pray for in this moment for you to set her apart, God. I pray for the plan that you have over her life, God, and just for her family. I pray for direction. I pray for purity of heart and purity of mind, Jesus. We thank you for the gift that she is. We thank you for the constant reminder of you being our provider. In your name, amen. Amen. Okay, next we have three amazing children. We have Quinn, Brielle, Margaret, which means wise, heroine of God, and innocence. We have Kyler Grayson, little warrior, son of a Stuart. And we have Olive, Brighton, Sophia, peace, joyful, serenity, and wisdom. Wow. Lord, thank you so much for this incredible family. Lord, thank you for just bringing them into your house where they can be just covered with, with your protection, covered with your joy, covered with your peace, covered with your strength and your health and your goodness. We just pray that their lives change all of those around them, that it truly shapes their family, that their family becomes this just tribe that truly changes the world for you. We are so thankful for them, God. Amen. Amen. All right, next we have Lydia McNear, and Lydia means beautiful and noble, and we're going to pray over Lydia right now. God, we just come to you right now, and I just pray for precious Lydia, God, and when I just see her, I just see tenacity, God. I see fight. 
God, and I just see fierceness, and I just pray right now that you will use her story, God, that you are gonna set her apart, God. I pray for a boldness. We just declare a boldness over her. Use her voice, God, for good. Let her speak truth, God, and I just pray for you to encourage the family today, God, that they're doing it right, God, and that you are with them and continue to provide for them. In your name, amen. Amen. Next, we have beautiful Savannah Jane. Her name means honesty, unreserved, and God is merciful. Lord, thank you for this beautiful daughter, this daughter that just truly exudes your goodness. Lord, we just pray that her spirit is just full of your beautiful ways, that she is one that lives outside of the box, that she searches after your heart always above all else, that she doesn't allow this world to put her any walls up around her, but that she knows the plans you have for her, God, and that her life is just full, full of the fruits of the spirit, full of your joy and peace and patience and goodness and understanding. We thank you, God. Amen. Amen. All right, and we have Pippa Joy here, and Pippa means strength, courage, beauty, and joy, and we're going to pray for Pippa right now. God, I just thank you so much for Pippa, and I just thank you for her heart. I thank you for her fierceness as well, God, and right now, I just pray right now for purpose that's eternal, God. I pray for your steadfastness over her, God, and I just pray for you to use her. I pray for creative ways for her just to speak truth, God, and I just see her as being a leader, as being a fighter, God, and being courageous, God, and I just pray over Pippa that she continues to light up every room she walks in, God. Let her walk out in peace and joy every single day. In your name, amen. Amen. Next we have Kingsley Marvel. I love his name. Royalty, property of a king and wonder. Lord, thank you, thank you for this incredible son of God. I pray that his life truly exudes your kingdom, your mercies, that he knows who his heavenly father is, that he knows that his wonder will never cease when he looks to you, that nothing can dampen his wonder, that there is always more, that you have a life that is just so full and great and that can stop him. I just pray against anything that is trying to slow him down by furthering your kingdom, God. We know that his life is so big and we thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. We have Estella Ray and Estella means beacon of hope, renewal, favored, and tender. And we're going to pray over her right now. God, I just thank you for Estella. God, and I just pray for her tender heart. God, I pray as she sees things that maybe we don't see. God, I pray that her parents can just tune into that, God, that we just see a purpose in her life, God. And I just pray for a purity of mind. God, I pray for love. I pray for her to have an understanding of you, God, that doesn't even make sense, that I just see her as a wise soul, God, just the tenderness that she has to you. And I just pray for purpose over her life. I pray for direction and I pray for protection in your name, amen. Amen. Next we have Scarlett Victoria Lou. Passion, victorious, and joy is what her name means. God, thank you so much for this passionate little girl. God, we know that already her life has brought so much joy to all those around her. We know that her life represents a great victory in their family. That She had to fight hard to get here, Lord. And we are just so, so eternally grateful for her presence. That her life is so precious and that she'll never forget it. That no matter what this world says she knows that she is a precious daughter of a king that will always stand victorious when she stands on your word that will always stand in your joy when she stands in who you say she is we thank you father for her amen all right we have little aurora right here and aurora means dawn hope a new day and resurrection and we're going to pray over her right now God, we just lift up Aurora to you right now, God, and I just love what her name means, God. It means a new day, a new beginning, a fresh start, God, and this little girl has purpose. God, she has endured so much, and we are so excited to see what you are going to do and use her story and use her life for, God, and I just thank you for her parents. 
I thank you for their obedience to you and just listening and leaning in, God. And I just pray for protection over their household. I pray for protection in their marriage, God. And we just thank you for Rory, God. We thank you for you calling her by name, for seeing her for who she is, God. And I just pray right now for you to continue wrapping your arms around them when they need you the most. In your name, amen. Amen. And then lastly, over here, we have Aubrey Michelle and Isaac David. Aubrey Michelle means noble and gift from God. Isaac David, one who rejoices, beloved. Lord, thank you so much for this incredible family. Lord, we just pray over them right now that they're in their heart of hearts, in their mind of minds, they never forget what a gift they truly are to this world. That their life has power, that their life has purpose, that they can bring joy everywhere they go. That they are truly beloved by a king that wants them here, that purposed them to be here right now, living the life that they have, changing the world everywhere they go with just their simple acts of kindness and goodness. Lord, we just pray that their life is full of health and joy and love and mercy. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, here goes nothing. I still don't feel ready. What if I don't make any sense? What if they think I'm stupid? What if no one thinks this is relevant? Oh, I hope my mic Good works. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Inside My Brain. Isn't it crazy, the thoughts that go through our head every single day? Do you know that on average, we have 50 to 60,000 thoughts in one day? That's a lot of thoughts. And of course, my favorite, negative thoughts just happen to be more common than positive thoughts. Studies say that people with more negative thoughts struggle more with anxiety and depression, mood swings, emotions, our personal health, relationships, self-esteem, productivity, and motivation. And today, my heart is to speak into this vicious cycle. It's to speak life and speak truth because the number one thing we need to do and we are called to do is to bring awareness when it comes to our thoughts. Amen? Amen. So how do we do this? Is we are gonna look to God's word and we are gonna start fighting that battle that we're called to fight. The title of my message is, it's, I'm ready to fight. And God's calling us to fight. God's calling us to walk out in truth, to feel all the things, but to not lay it down and say, to buy in and say, this is truth, but it's to name and say, this is a lie. Because the reality is, is that truth in our thoughts has power over the lies. We have power over our thoughts. We get to choose what we think about. We get to choose how we live. And I wanna remind you today that what is in your mind will come out in your life. And I've seen this play out for me time and time again, is that what is in my mind comes out in my life. Our thoughts end up not only shaping our life, but they direct our life, they direct our paths. And your thoughts, or something to pay attention to. So are you excited about the direction that God is taking you on today? I know that I am. Isn't it funny that even when we can think about crazy, anyone have any crazy thoughts sometimes where you're like, wow, I thought that was real, or you bought into a lie, or maybe it's even we can, we're like, no, that's not me, but we can look at someone else and be like, you're just listening to lies. Like it's so easy for us to speak truth to someone else. But today I want us to focus inward to look at God and say, God, how can you use me today? How can you change the way I think? A couple years ago, actually over a decade ago, Andy and I, we were at our old house and we had gone to bed and we're you know, just sleeping. And it was, I think a Saturday night, I had worked in the salon that, that day and I woke up in a panic. Now, why did I wake up in a panic? Well, rewind 12 hours prior, I was in the break room at the salon I was at and my coworker showed me this image on her phone. She had ordered this critter thing, and she was paying to have this delivered to her house to take care of it, and it was called a sugar glider. Any sugar glider owners in the room? Anyone? Sugar glider, we have someone who owns a sugar glider. Wow, you are impressive. 
So Sugar Glider, I had never seen a picture of it. I'm not much of an animal fan. And I saw it and it freaked me out. And I remember physically like reacting, like you're, you're taking this home. And so I go to bed that night. I wake up middle of the night in a dripping sweat, panic. My feet are under my butt. I'm like, there's a Sugar Glider in our bed. There's a Sugar Glider in our bed. And Andy Cass decides to just dismiss what I'm saying and he ignores me. And I'm like, Andy, it's seriously in our bed. It was just crawling on me. You need to, you know, I'm like, turn on the light, check the bed, check under the bed. Like, and I'm just panicking. And he's just like, Christy, you're crazy. Like there's no sugar glider in our bed. I'm like, yes, there is. Yes, there is. See, in that moment, I thought it was true. And all I wanted him to do was to help me, take care of me and look. But I just learned last hour from one of our doctors here at Echo is Andy did the proper thing that he wasn't buying into my anxiety and enabling me. So Andy gets a point. Yeah, he's happy. But in that moment, I thought legitimately I was being attacked by a glider in my bed. And I'll never forget that moment about five minutes, 10 minutes in, my heart started like beating normal and I'm laying there and then laughter just came and I'm like, what just happened? I'm crazy. Anyone ever have a moment where you're overreacting maybe or you panic and then you have to walk yourself back to reality? You know, and I share this more of a lighthearted story, but a lot of us are living in a life of false reality. A lot of us are in a headspace that maybe is telling us lies. And the enemy today wants you to continue feeding it, believing in it, and listening to it. But I'm here to tell you today that God has a different plan and a different story for your life. So my goal today is to equip you with a better understanding of the war that's going on, to shed light on it, and to help you walk out of here with new pathways in your brain, in your mind, new soundtracks to play, maybe a new direction to take, and even just the reality of facing what is in front of you. So we're going to read some scripture, and I want to read this to you. This is in the book of Ephesians. It's in the New Testament, if you want to open your Bibles. And it's in chapter 6. Ephesians is six chapters in the Bible. This book, if you have not read it, read it. It will rock your world. Sincerely, I remember being in college and learning how to read the Bible. I was so overwhelmed. Like, how do you even get something out of this? It doesn't make sense to me. And I remember my friend and I reading Ephesians out loud and me meditating on these words for a full week and just seeing the transformation that was taking place. This is a really good book to read when you look at it and go, what does it mean to live like a Christian? What does it mean to have faith? How do I do this thing? Okay, so we're gonna look at scripture and these are the verses 11 through 18. And what this excerpt is, is it's really popular. A lot of kids memorize it. We hear about it as children and I even like think about like the corniness of like putting on the things I'm talking about. But truly, as I read these words over you, I want you to think about what if it, what would your life look like if you practice this, okay? So we're starting at verse 11 and it says this, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities and against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There is a battle going on right now. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to take stand and stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. And why do I love this verse, is this, this section in the book, is because it reminds us that prayer is ongoing, that the battle is here, that we are in battle right now. But there is hope. Living a Christ-centered life doesn't mean that we walk out and our life is just rainbows and butterflies, right? But there is a battle, but he, God is a God who wants to equip us to fight, to not be passive, to not live like a victim, 
to not, to not be blind to what is going on. So how do we do that? There's a few of these that I want to pay attention to with you right now. And that's the belt of truth. The belt of truth means it's us being firmly grounded in the truth of God's word. Are you studying scripture? Are you memorizing verses? This is a huge breakthrough that God has for you is just physically opening up the living word and it will help us live a life of honesty and integrity. The shield of faith. This represents the importance of having faith in God, which can protect us from the attacks of doubt, fear, and temptation. But it's having that shield. It's envisioning that God is there protecting you. And the helmet of salvation. And this one's one of my favorites just when it comes to even thinking about anxiety. Is that it represents the assurance of salvation through Jesus, which protects our minds from the attacks of doubt and discouragement. And the sword of the spirit. This is the only one that's offensive. Are you using it? Are you carrying your sword? This represents us holding God's word and fighting against the lies and the deceit of the devil. It's us using that sword and fighting and lastly is prayer. With this, this is not physically a piece that we're putting on. It is best described that we need to access, we need to utilize this armor of God. It's saying, God, I need you for strength. God, give me guidance. God, protect me in this moment. And it's, it's us physically thinking about these things every single day. Because in Proverbs 4.23, it says this, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. I like to even think of it as guard your mind. Everything you do flows from it. What's consuming your thoughts today? So in this moment, I want you to take out a pen and paper. If you have your phone, write some things down. This is for you only. And it's just for you to be able to remember, to process through as we go through this. And I want you to do a simple exercise. Write down one goal that you have. What's a goal that you have in front of you right now? For me, I want to start a podcast. I've wanted to start a podcast for a few years now for pastors and just speaking and sharing stories and all of that. Another one I have, a goal is I want to build a cabin. Jesus, please give me a cabin. It'll happen. Cast camp. I want to move my body every day for 30 days. So that's like seems practical, but we live in the tundra. And so for eight months, I just take a hiatus. Anyone? I walk from the living room to the kitchen. It's really awesome. I've wanted, I want to learn pottery. So I just took, started taking a pottery class, but I want to continue because I've learned in five weeks I got a long ways to go. And the last one is I want to write a book. And I know, I feel like that one's even cliche, but I have something brewing in me that I know that God's given me and he's telling me just start. But next step that I want you to do right now is when you wrote down that goal, what are the first thoughts that come to your mind? What do you think about when, that, when you think about that goal? I know for me, when I think about writing a book, I think things like someone else could do better. I don't know enough. I don't have a big enough vocabulary. No one will even read it. Thank you. How would I even start? Why, why would I even write a book? Isn't it funny how we have that goal and immediately lies start filling us up with why not? John Acuff, I said it right this hour. Last hour I said John Acuff. I like it better. John Acuff wrote a book. It's called The Surprising Solution to Overthinking. And what he talks about is there's soundtracks. You know, so you think you have like pathways in your mind and it's us starting new pathways, but it's also, if you're a music fan like myself, is it's soundtracks. What are you replaying over and over? Or maybe you need to create a new soundtrack. Or maybe you need to hit, like, like put one of the soundtracks on a shelf. And it's a brilliant book that I've spent time on in the past week reading, thanks to Scott Scholl buying it for me and saying, you need. And I was like, I will receive. But what John says in the book, what I love about that exercise that you just did, is I want you to write down these three questions to ask yourself when the lies come in. So when you have a thought that fills your mind, ask yourself this, is it true? Is it true? Because our greatest mistake is that we live 
like those things are true. And they're not. I know I do that with parenting all the time. Second question, is it helpful? Are those thoughts helping you? Are they paralyzing you? Are they pushing you forward or are they pushing you backwards? And third is, is it kind? And I love this one. Are you being kind to yourself? Because I can tell you right now, God is a kind God. And that we need to practice self-compassion. We need to practice giving ourselves the grace that we give to everyone else. So is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? A few years ago, back in the day, I was in L.A., and I was at a conference, and I was early. at this. I was at this hotel, and I was early, so I was down in the lobby ahead of time, which is rare for those that know me well. And I had my study NIV Bible that I bought in college, and I was sitting down in the lobby, and I remember just like, I'll use this time to read the Bible and study. And so I'm sitting in there in this lobby of like a packed, you know, there's people everywhere, and one of the most significant moments of my life took place. And as I was sitting in the lobby and I was thinking things through and I was praying and I was studying and my eyes were closed, I found myself in a moment of just like guilt, shame. I was replaying past relationships in my head. I was replaying words that I've said that I don't mean. I was replaying moments where I was drunk. I was replaying um, just like all the things, like the laundry list of things that I was not proud of. And I had this image in that moment and I saw a visual like I was sitting in a recliner like a lazy boy and Jesus was next to me. And I was watching TV and he was watching it with me and there was a VHS tape. This was before DVD players before streaming, and there was a VHS, and what I was doing is I was watching my life. And I was the keeper of the remote, and I kept hitting rewind, pause, rewind, play, pause. And I kept re-going back to things in the past that I wasn't proud of. And as tears streamed down my face in that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit say, Christy, give me the remote. Because guess what, guys? What I was watching wasn't true. What I was watching wasn't helpful. And what I was watching was not kind. It was the opposite of those things. And so I metaphorically gave Jesus the remote and he got out of the chair and he went up to the TV and he hit eject, which means he took out the VHS. (laughs) And I had tears and I was crying and he said, stop living in the past. It's time to live in the now. Now, that didn't mean that I had a lot of work to do. That didn't mean that there was healing to be done. But it was time for me to start doing the work. And I believe that someone in this room today, the Holy Spirit is saying, stop. And it's time for you to give that remote to God. It's time for you to start playing new tracks. It's time to create new pathways. It's time to look ahead instead of looking back. And to stop self-sabotaging yourself from the goodness that God has for you. Amen? Amen. Because what I've learned over the years is that no one talks to me more than I do. I'm a chatty person in that head. All right? I love um, in Romans 8, 5, and 6, the message version says, Obsession with self in these matters leave to a dead end, but attention to God leaves to open and spacious, free life. God wants us to live wide open. God wants us to have freedom. God wants us to walk out in transformation. So how do we do these things? I think right now in this moment, it's asking yourself, what do your thoughts look like? Are they healthy? Are they real? Are they kind? What consumes your headspace on a daily basis? And so in the next few minutes, I'm gonna unpack some ideas with you and I want you to write these down. There's gonna be four things that we're gonna be focusing on. Because we have learned, even as I'm sharing this, is that the reality is, is that our negativity becomes a habit. So today is about us creating new habits. So there's four loops that I want to look at. And these are loops when it comes to just how you respond, how you react to life, 
Okay, you could, instead of loops, you could call it a trap. Maybe it's a trap that you're struggling with. When I speak about it, you're like, oh my word, that's me, okay? Or maybe it's a pattern. Maybe it's trenches or like a ditch or a hole that you can just naturally get back down into and you don't even realize. I know for me, sometimes when I'm unhealthy is I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel and I can't get off. But God is right here saying get off the hamster wheel, okay? So the first one is the blame game. So write down blame game. Blame it on the rain. Millie Vanilli. Actually, some like 40-year-old dude from, I think, like L.A., but, you know, Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli. Okay, the blame game. Blame game to me, when I think about this, is it's victim thinking. It's I, like, no, like avoiding responsibility, avoiding ownership, denying my actions have any power. It's when I think about myself when I've struggled with the blame game, it's I have no control. I'm a victim. Everyone's out to get me. It's that living in the headspace where you're constantly jealous or maybe you're overly critical. Maybe you're really hard on yourself. You're blaming yourself for everything or you're hard on everyone around you. It's that chronically negative mindset or mentality. Second one is all or nothing thinking. Singing again, get ready. I can't sing. I can't believe I'm doing this. So stupid. This is Andy's idea, and here I am. So it's his idea, point for Andy. That's why he married me. O-Town, baby. Because I want it all or nothing at all. Who slow danced to O-Town? I was past slow dance season then, but anyone? O-Town, baby. All right, all or nothing thinking. It's that absolute thinking. It's polarizing. It's extreme. Hello, we've lived in a life for the past four years. It's been extreme, y'all. You're either over here or you're over here. You either think this way or you vote this way. You're either wearing a mask or you're not wearing a mask. I mean, we have lived in a polarizing world, but God does not want us to think all or nothing. It's that extreme. It's like just because you're right doesn't mean you're righteous. Is that a burn for anyone? It's a burn for me. It's that absolute exaggerated way. There's no middle ground. We're either doing this or we're not doing this. And a lot of times, I think a root for that is the control side. Like, I need control. All right, third, negative filtering. You look at things through, like, just that negativity lens. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Why is no one singing with me? Because the vision. Anyone who sings it? Scott got it both hours. That's cheating, Scott. Simon and Garfunkel. It's good. I appreciate the encouragement. Thank you. All right, negative filtering. It's overlooking what is good. It's going to worst case scenario. I think of negative filtering like if my kids are late, like they're in an accident, like I go to worst case scenario. Or so-and-so, like I see that they read my message, but they haven't responded. So they hate me, right? Or they're all hanging out and I wasn't invited. Or why aren't they following me? Is this just Christy Cass? You know, it's going to that worst case filter. It's just thinking things through and playing out conversations that are false. So sometimes we just need to say like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Is this true? It's putting ourselves out there. It's not living in that worst case scenario. All right, last, distrust. When I think about distrust, I think about just cynicism. People who really struggle with trusting someone. And a lot of times this is related to trauma. Big T, little T trauma. It can be just like, how can I trust anyone? I, I've, like, I trusted them and now I'm not going to trust anyone in the future. I have to emotionally prepare. Because baby, now we got bad. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm moving on. I can't sing T-Swift. Ba- bad blood, that's what it was. Anyone sing it? Minnesota. You guys aren't. But you will when you get in your car. All right, we don't trust people. 
We, we are pessimistic. We question motive. Someone could even show up for you, do something, and you're like, why are they doing that? What's their hidden agenda? What's their motive? They're just doing that because they were told. You can be skeptic. Like we're, we're doubting, we're questioning the validity of people around us. So out of these four, which spells banned, is the blame game, the all or nothing thinking, the negative filtering, the distrust. Like which one of these stands out to you as far as like maybe you struggle with it? I think at one time or another, we can struggle with all of them. But it's saying, God, use, use this situation. Give me supernatural strength to shift gears, to create new pathways. How can we change? It's creating those new soundtracks. It's saying, God, I am going to defeat this. I'm going to speak truth into this situation. There is so much power, and even in this moment, as we pause and we think about our thoughts or we think about patterns that we've maybe been taught or maybe that we've seen or maybe we've been blind to until right now is identifying what that is and naming it and saying, God, I struggle with this, but I know the truth because the truth matters and the truth will ultimately set you free. And that God wants us to live a life free of bondage. A life not based on a lie, but a life based on freedom. So we need to take captive. Like earlier when I talked about the sword, do you know what captive means? It means sword in Greek. So we attack with the sword. It's taking captive. One thing that's helped me a lot is memorizing scripture. It's meditating on God's word and repeating it. Even listening to worship songs or opening your Bible or telling someone that you need help. Because we cannot defeat what we cannot deny or define. We need to defeat this. So define the area that you're struggling with. Define the area that maybe you're weak in. And even saying, God, what is the dominant lie that the enemy is trying to rob me of? What is the dominant lie? When I think dominant lies are the big lies. Maybe you're sitting here and you're, you're thinking your marriage is over. Or you think, I'm not worthy of love. Why would anyone love me? I'm broken. I'm rejected. I'm a half of a person. Why are we even trying? When I think about times where Andy and I, because we're human, okay, and we've had disagreements, we've been together over 20 years, but I can go in a spiral of like, I don't even deserve him. He would be better off without me. And I say those things, and those are extreme, but that's what the enemy wants to fill my mind with. So it's getting those out. Maybe your dominant lie is in how you parent. Maybe even on holidays like today, you're here and you're like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm even, I even deserve to be celebrated. Maybe your mind is racing at night. I've had nights where I replay moments in the day where I have regret. I said things I didn't mean. I didn't show love. I didn't show joy. I didn't show forgiveness. But it's saying, God, I give you this dominant lie. I've seen dominant lies show up in health. I get really bad migraines, like my whole life since I was in second grade, and they're debilitating. I hate them. They're awful. And when I'm struggling with a migraine or when I've had one for so many days, I go to maybe I have cancer. Maybe I'm dying. Maybe I have a brain tumor. Or maybe, you know, like we can just go down this rabbit hole and we start obsessing and we worry about those things. Or you can be insecure when it comes to your relationship or the role that you have in your job. I get insecure when it comes to things with echo. Sometimes I don't see you for a few weeks, then I worry maybe they don't want to come here anymore. Maybe we did something wrong. Like you just can go into these extremes. And saying things like simple phrases like, I'm not enough, or I'm a failure. And if this resonates with you today, is that I want today to be a day where you take control of those thoughts. Whatever is coming into your mind, you can control. It's how you respond to the lie. It's how you choose to dwell or you choose to dismiss. Because I'm sick of dwelling in the lies. Because the enemy wants us to have a party and a pity party and just stay there. But God's asking us to to say, like, that's a lie. I feel this, but I'm going to walk over here and I'm going to start dwelling in the goodness that God has for me. Like I said earlier, what comes in our mind comes out in our life. So let's capture those lies. Let's replace it with God's truth. In that book I referenced, Soundtracks, they talk about life being a dial. And I love this analogy. Because so often, we look at our life like it's light switches. It's on or off. I'm either on, I'm doing great, or I'm off. But ultimately, if in true maturity and just awareness is it's a dial. 
And right now in this very moment is about you turning up the volume to truth. It's turning up the volume to God's promises. It's turning up to the volume to what God has for you. It's turning down the volume in lies. And it's a dial system. It's not an on or off. And it's saying, God, you have a way. Have a way in my life. Speak to me. And it can be really vulnerable. Sometimes our most vulnerable moments are just between God and you. And it's intimate. And there's power in even just the simplicity of how we live out every single day. Another exercise I would love for you to do is even write down, you know, your top 10 things that bring you joy. When you look at your life, what are things that fill your cup? And these don't need to be these huge things like, I mean, I love getting on an airplane and going to the beach, okay? But this can be practical things that you can do on a regular basis. What are 10 good things for your life? Because it is proven fact that when we are applying these things, when we are doing these things, we're happier. We're showing up for ourselves. Because guess what? We can't show up for others until we show up for ourselves. My list, my 10, is get some vitamin C or vitamin D. I love the sun. And so, yes, we live in Minnesota, but so I am super close to a window in the winter. Not kidding. I find the coffee shops with the windows. I'm there at golden hour. I'm there when the sun's blaring. I had my art room in our house for a long time where it was the sun room because I needed that sun. Maybe it's going on a walk. For me, it's being by the water. Whether I'm swimming, I'm paddleboarding, I'm boating, or I can just hear water. Even last night, hearing rain was so therapeutic when I was trying to sleep but couldn't. It's eating a really good meal that I didn't prepare. Made by some people in my life. My sister's a good cook. Cook for me, Chelsea. Or it could be going on a date with Andy without her kids and having quality time and facing each other and connecting. It can be me painting with watercolor and just letting myself be creative like God's wired me. Or taking a bath, or cuddling our girls and watching a movie and eating popcorn, or reading a book. It's pampering myself and taking care of myself. And it's asking yourself, are you doing these things? How many of those items that you write down or writing down have you done in the past months? Because guess what? If I've learned anything when it comes to anxiety and the busyness in our mind is that fear wants to steal the good things away from us. Anxiety and fear of how others perceive us drive us to miss out on the things that we love. And I don't know if it's an Enneagram 3 thing, but a lot of times that list, I don't feel like I can hit that list up until I check off all the other things on my list. But God is saying, Christy, do the things that bring you life. Do the things that you love. And let's start replacing the negative things with good things. And I know this is super practical, but what would our life look like if we blocked out time in our week to do the things that we love? And even writing down the people you love to spend time with. Do they know that? Are you you blocking it out? Are you scheduling it? And it's saying, God, I'm going to fight these battles. I want you to recover my life. I want you to restore my health. I want you to be the Prince of Peace in my mind. Holy Spirit, we ask that you turn up that dial. Start changing the way that we respond. And even if it's the simple phrase when you think of a lie, is using your voice and saying, that's a lie. I'm not listening. Or saying something the complete opposite of what you're thinking. And it's turning down the dials of lies right now in your mind. There's a song that we're gonna sing. The band's gonna come up right now. And this is the song that has been in my, on my playlist or my soundtrack in this season as we've been even just preparing for this series. And it's called Sound Mind. And it's something that I aspire to have is a sound mind. And there's a couple lines in the song that I, a line that I wanted to share with you. And it says, there is a table where we meet In the presence of my enemies, I will listen, I will feast on every word you are speaking to me. There is a table where we meet. In the presence of my enemies, I will listen and I will feast on every word you are speaking to me. And when when we were singing that song last hour, I had this vision and image of, think of the most chaotic scenario 
in your life of like loud volume. I think of like being at a party back in the day when I want, didn't want to be in the part in the room of this party or you're packed with people and it's so loud and maybe you're even experiencing like claustrophobic or you don't know how to get out. And I just had this moment where I envisioned that God is there with us and he's saying, come here, Christy. Come here. And he's gonna speak truth to you when you, when you don't even think that he is there, he's gonna show up for you. He's gonna feast with you. He's gonna speak truth over you. He's gonna pray over you. He's gonna give you authority. He's gonna give you a, a sword of the spirit. He's gonna give you truth, righteousness, holiness. He's gonna set you apart, but we need to listen and we need to turn the dials. And so over the next few minutes, I just wanna pray for you. You can stand to your feet and we're gonna sing this song. And I just want you to give God your temptations. And you can just close your eyes and even in an act of surrender, you can open your hands if you feel comfortable. And what this represents is just surrender. God, we need you. And we are here, God, and you are setting a table for us, God. And I just pray for the chaos in our minds. I pray for you to adjust the dials in this very moment. I pray for people that are coming in these doors today, God. It is not by chance. It is not by coincidence, God. I pray that you will call every single person by name. I pray for restoration in families. I pray for breakthrough, God. And I just pray over every single person, God, that you will speak life. I pray that we can create new pathways, new soundtracks, God. I pray for the things that we are to just stop listening to, God. I pray for that fight. I pray for us to get angry and get mad and get loud, God. And for those that just need to sit in peace and stillness and silence, God, that they can do so. Jesus, meet us where we're at. We know you are here. Thank you for being here. In your name, amen.
over me Command my soul, wake her eyes Use each breath to prophesy I prophesy You saved, healed, delivered me Jesus' blood washed over me Command my soul, wake her eyes Use each breath to prophesy I prophesy I gave that book to Christy. It's called Soundtracks, and I'm like a music person, and music is super important to me. And so what I did is I created playlists that I wanted to play in the back of my mind when things were tougher. Like I picked songs, and one of the songs is kind of cool. I was just talking to some of the worship team a little earlier, and I was like, you know what a song that really means a lot to me? This is like a nugget for next week. I'm just letting you in a little, little you know, backside, kind of behind the curtain here is Fear Is Not My Future is a song that really means a lot to me. And so if you're looking for a song, and I was talking to my buddy Cordy last week, and we were talking about how sometimes you don't know what to pray, and sometimes you don't know what to say, but I'll tell you what, sometimes the song can do it for you. And I just want to encourage you, we're going to do that song, I think, next week for church. At least I hope, I just sold the out decks. I hope you're in on that. This is such a great song, and like it really means a lot to me. And it's like, there's one line in there that this line is in my head all the time fear is not my future, you are. Like Jesus, you are the future, not my fear, not sickness, not all these other things. Like it's such a cool, cool idea. Um, one of the things that we love at Echo Church is just to, to give an opportunity to be reminded that we can't handle, well, I'll just be honest for myself, I can't handle anything. Like I need Jesus and I need Jesus every day and I need Jesus every week. And so we say this prayer together as just a weekly surrender and I want to encourage any of you that are new, this is just, we do it. We just all say it together. It might feel weird, but just, just hang with us. This is cool. Uh, let's, uh, let's just take a second and let's just say the surrender prayer together. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Let's celebrate with those that maybe said it for the first time or the first time in a long time. Another group of people we want to celebrate, those that are at Echo for the first time today. Welcome this morning. Thanks for being here. Glad you're here.